Hello and welcome to Capeside Chats, a Dawson's Creek podcast. I'm Simon and with me, podcast royalty, one half of Lex and Matt's excellent adventure, formerly the River Court, one half of Capeside Chats, a Dawson's Creek podcast. The notorious B.I.G. once said, give me the loot, give me the loot, it's Lex Lutes. <laughs> What an introduction. I hate that at the next episode, I'm going to have to do the introduction. I'm going to have to like think of something better. Thank you. That was amazing. I, I thought of that give me the loot thing like about three days ago while at like three in the morning while trying to get our son to sleep. <laughs> I was like, oh, give me the loot. Next loots. That's great. Yeah. So. And that's a good way to remember how to pronounce my name because everyone mispronounces it, at mm-hmm. least here all the time it's very annoying are they are they lots are they saying it like that lots yeah yeah and i think that uh 30 rock doesn't help i don't know if you've ever seen 30 rock but there's a mm-hmm. character on that and his name in real life is john lutz and like he goes by lutz on the show so i think people hear that and then they it's spelled the same it's just i don't know why well now everyone will know listen to <laughs> yes. that biggie song and there it is Lex, it's been a minute. It is my fault completely. We finished season two, and then I I didn't start season three straight away. Just like with the lockdown and COVID, end well, it's not ending, but you know they're yeah. easing the restrictions and everything. Work got crazy, and then uh, as people know, I, I I have a baby, and his sleep schedule keeps changing, and it feels like he's. And now he's crawling and things, so he's more active. He's more exhausting, you know, in a lovely way. But it's like yeah, it's like an exciting thing. But yeah, he's he's exhausting. Exactly. So there's periods where you know, oh, I could watch an episode right now, or I could sleep for forty five minutes, and (laughs) sleep had been winning. But I, I've so it's my fault for the delay, but. I've been on it hard this the last like week and a half, and I got through this first half of season three. So uh, I had sort of loosely suggested to you about maybe we could do break this down into two episodes and do one episode podcast episode every half a season. Uh, and then you you thought that was a good idea. We put it out to a poll. It went to like eighty seven percent to yes, just release something. Stop making yeah. us wait. <laughs> and, right. But I also think this is a better way of doing it because like we're talking about the first 12 episodes here of season three, but say if we got to the end of season three, it's hard to recall because there's already been so many changes. I mean, how do you feel about breaking these down into two podcasts? So I think for this season, at least it's very, like, it's actually a really good idea. Um, When you told me what episode you were on, you were like, oh, I'm like halfway through 12 or whatever. I was like, yes, finish 12. And I said, you'll understand why when you get to the end of episode 12, which mm-hmm. you've, you've now watched it, you understand um, that that's building up for the second half of the season. So it really does feel like that. And I don't remember if this was, and I actually could look this up now, if it was a mid, mid-season, uh, that episode was episode 12. No, so this wasn't the break, like the break before they go on um, like a Christmas break uh like a lot of shows do and they have like a big cliffhanger or anything like that but it does feel like this is a 
a point in the show of the first half of the season was doing different things. They had Greg Berlanti um, is running the show now in season three. Ah. So now is do you know Kevin, who Greg is? Is Kevin Williams? Sorry, is Kevin Williamson still writing it at this point? No, no, he's just gone completely. He's gone. He's gone. No. Crazy. He he eventually comes back. I will say that as a somewhat spoiler. Um, this is, I believe, the first season where he is not like controlling the show in that in that sense. Um, but it's okay. It, it's they they just struggle. They struggle with. Um, kind of trying to reinvent the show. And what's interesting is though season three is loved, there is a lot of criticism of Eve, of the character of Eve. God, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, of the, of the noir weird mystery that they brought into the show to try to spice things up and change things. And then, you know, it, it just doesn't feel the same. That said... I just rewatched season three and I, I'm not, I am not moving ahead because I didn't want to like get too far ahead. Um, I can enjoy it a little bit more in a rewatch now. I don't hate it as much as I used to. I used to be like, Ugh, get to like the point where you're at now, like get to this, these episodes where it's like grounded again and she's not around and we don't have to deal with that crap. <laughs> I can enjoy it a little bit more, but yeah, I, that, that is the and the ratings dipped that's another thing too to the point where they thought the show was going to be canceled like that that heavily was like yeah people did not like it um and you know they brought in different showrunners different types of writers who i don't think quite understood the show at first not berlanti greg berlanti gets teen dramas and stuff but he was running it so and he he's the one who has done um i think i mentioned this before on our last episode um arrow the flash like all of those those tv shows within that universe are greg berlanti productions Mm -hmm. so i think it's just a it was just that they tried something different it didn't quite work and then they kind of the point that you the last couple episodes that you've seen is them like steering back into the right direction yeah, I mean, I, I, I was just kind of shocked about the Kevin Williamson thing because, you know, he's the creator and you'd think that, okay, if he's not going to be the showrunner, you'd think they'd still keep him on as a writer or consultant in some way because it's it's his baby, you know? So I like just out of the level of respect, but perhaps I'm thinking that studio production, you know, is nicer than it actually is, but... What I will say is it the show feels better. Like where I'm at now, yes. feels like the peak of any Dawson's Creek episode that I've seen. And as I've said all the way through this podcast, I'm really enjoying the show. I have some points that I definitely want to make in regards to that. But I think the the cinematography of it has increased like some of the back i mean it's still the same backdrops but the way that it's being filmed i don't know whether that's because they've got a higher budget now so they've got cranes and things but some of the shots as they're like moving in to frame and the backdrops and the way that it's lit or the time of i don't know it just looks higher definition it is is that known is that like a for a particular reason 
I'm not sure if that's known. Um, I was actually just looking up real quick of like what Greg Berlant or Greg Berlanti, I'm sorry, Kevin Williamson was doing in this time. Um, and so he left and he made, um, he was at this time, he had written teaching, teaching Mrs. Tingle, which by the way, star, starred Katie Holmes. Um, and then he did scream three the next year. So that's like he was he was really a big name. Um, and then he ends up doing Cursed, which did you ever see Cursed directed? No. I believe that was directed by Wes Craven as well. And Joshua Jackson is like the star of that one. I saw okay. in theaters. It's not good. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but like it had Joshua Jackson in it. So I was like ticket like horror film sold. Um <laughs> So, yes, I do think that the like the production increases. I think that's another reason why they were on the verge of cancellation. It's a huge hit. And, you know, what were the contracts like for the actors at that time? What like I don't know the details of that. I also think that that money could have been a thing with Kevin Williamson. I remember reading a long time ago, and if anyone wants to send me information on that, that'd be great. But I remember reading that maybe he was fighting with the studios at one point or something like that at the wb and that might have been one of the reasons why he was like i'm i'm done with this um but he he does kind of like respect the the changes that they make and how they keep the show going but yeah i do think that there's a it does feel like they got a bigger budget, right? I mean, they crash a boat in the first episode. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fake, but like, it looks good. Like, it, it looks like this is, this is messed up. Um, they have that, you know, huge party. It does feel different, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the set. I mean, we always, this is always going to happen to compare it to One Tree Hill from the right. nature that we both, you know, were part of or are mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. One Tree Hill podcasts. But it, there are tone shifts in every season of One Tree Hill. It gets it yes. changes slightly, and it feels like the the tone has shifted in season three of Dawson's Creek. But it feels like it's shifted. The, the characters are, are, are becoming a lot more likable. Like particularly yes. Jen, I really like Jen this season, and that is. I been told a- you, I told you to wait and and trust me and listen to me. That, that this is Jen has to go through what she goes through for you to see her in this particular situation where she you love her now like like she is but she has to go through all of that bullshit to appreciate family to to connect to Jack and Grams in that way and to have their little little family dynamic that they have yeah and I love that and and it does feel like that way because even where she's making mistakes and errors still in the show like you know her character is still flawed as the, as they all are yeah it's you still like her at, at the core because I think you understand her more I am looking forward to re-watching Dawson's Creek once we've finished and I can watch it again because I think you get this sense of that you feel like you know the characters and so when you're watching even like season one where even the writers probably haven't fleshed out the characters fully in terms of their trajectory because you know where they end up it's like oh well I know that you're going to end up okay oh Jen I know that you eventually you're gonna you're gonna learn from this and get through it so it makes it it's like the comfort viewing you know of why you know you and I and 
everybody else, anyone listening to this, I'm sure enjoy rewatching familiar shows that we love because it has True. that comfort to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I remember originally watching it and having problems with Jen and I, and I watch it now and I have problems with Jen, but I also have problems with Joey. I have pro- like, I have problems with every, every character, like you said, every character is flawed. Every character has their issues. But the one thing I was looking forward to was you seeing the dynamic that they set up when there's a lot of healing done between Jack Grams and Jen. Like all three of these characters really come into the, each other's lives and they they heal parts of themselves that are so broken. Like, you know, I think it expands Grams and her mind and it kind of shows that like you're never too old to to become a better person. Um, they haven't addressed everything, but you know what she's I think she's becoming it. You can see it's just slowly. It, they're they're breaking her down a little bit. Um, I think Jack needs a family. He's never had one. Same with Jen. They both really need that relationship. And, you know, they have this brother-sister dynamic. Um, I'm thinking if I can say that. If I, be- like, <laughs> I'm going to hold off on a, on a, a particular thought because I think that it, it will resonate later, but the, the, the Jack and Jen relationship in particular, how they're exploring him playing football and her becoming a cheerleader. They are not, he's the art kid, you know, remember that's how he was introduced Mm -hmm. to us on the show. Mm -hmm. She's the, like, she, yes, she's like pretty blonde girl. And yes, he's tall, dark and handsome boy, but like, she's like a, grungy girl at the same time like a party girl and then she's head cheerleader gets it because it's she's hilarious so (laughs) they're really just taking things and they're just throwing it out there and giving characters all new ideas and some of it is great like those are great and then some of it is is eve like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think all of the characters developed really well except for one uh but Mm. we can we can get we can get to that just the the inclusion of sport i said this to you when we were messaging I love that. I love when, I mean, obviously One Tree Hill, but I love sport in movies and TV shows in general when it's used to propel the story correctly or in in a good way. It's a great medium to tell stories. And I love that that's been included. And I never expected that at all. I never thought we'd get any sport. And, And I love this American football. That's great. And I love that Mitch is the coach. I thought that was good. Finally, he has something to do there, which is cool. And that kind of adds a dynamic between Mitch and Dawson as well, right? Because you get that they've always been close, but they have this father-son separation because Dawson is a more artistic kid. And you realize, oh, Mitch is kind of a jock. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. And they, there's there's crossover between the two, but I thought I would have, I've always thought that was a really interesting thing, like to have them have a bit of that conflict. And also shows Mitch showed how he is a devoted a parent in saying that. Mm-hmm. Well, Dawson, I go to sleep with the uh, third encounter is you know theme tune in my head, yeah, and that you know he he does these things that he's not necessarily that into which i think was a good shot that that is a good that's kind of the epitome of dawson i think is that he 
can throw his toys out of the pram. Is that an expression that that you have in America? Out of the what? Out of the pram. We say like yeah. threw the toys out of the prams, like a baby throwing their toys out of. Uh, pram. What's a pram? <laughs> a push chair. A push- baby. We a put stroller. Baby. A, a stroller. Yeah, a stroller. A stro- <laughs> Wow, this is the first time I think we've encountered a really big difference in language. A pram. We call it. We call it a pram or a buggy. I've heard buggy. Old school ones were called buggies. I think that, like, when my grandparents were little babies, that that was the thing. Okay, so a stroll. Okay, so he. So, so the expression for the our american listeners would be like pushing the toys out of the stroller Mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. british and ever everyone else who does it pushing toys out of the pram so continue with your (laughs) this metaphor (laughs) yeah you say he's like throwing a tantrum throwing the toys out the pram so he he does he sort of does that gets on a high horse of this that and the other this that and the other and it's generally from a very narrow perspective of that he's only seeing himself and he's not seeing the you know anybody outside of himself and then you get usually it's joey that's sort of centering him or pacey jen sometimes you know but they haven't been interacting as much in this season but when mitch said it like that was like no actually that's not right i watch you know all this spielberg stuff and you know maybe it's not necessarily what what i want to be watching but I do it to to connect with you and and then Dawson the the anchor drops and he gets it and I think that's very much his character trait and I didn't feel that way as much at the beginning of season one Mm -hmm. uh, because I was saying he was my guy this is my this is my uh, Lucas right and I very much feel Unfortunately, I do see a lot of traits in Dawson that I see in myself. Um, and that's he's not very, necessarily a he's good very thing. lost in the beginning of this season. And I think that some of that loss is the separation from Joey. Mm. Um, because they do emphasize that, like, like you just said, she sets him right. She's usually the one to do it, correct? Like mm-hmm. that's why they talk about soulmates and everything like that. She's, mm. you know, she sets him to true north. She is ultra realistic grounded person to the point of cynicism he is head Mm. in the clouds dreamer all the time they're the yin and the yang like that they that is how they interact with each other and both of them are kind of spiraling out a little bit like they're on separate paths but what i like is that they start to right the ship without each other Mm. they do start to form this full like Dawson in the beginning uh, or at the end of season or not season episode one he's saying like another year like last year and there will be nothing left between us like we can't keep doing this and he's right in that moment he's right to go we need separation because they do need to grow outside of themselves and Joey kind of saw that before when she went on her art journey, but she didn't quite stick with it. In the, and I think that he does this time because he understands that like she was right. It's kind of a retroactive like, oh, she was right. We need to take time apart. We need to figure out our own things. Um, Dawson is, 
so so the um let me let me look at <laughs> okay so the criticism of his witch island film mm-hmm. i think he takes very heavily it feels realistic like it feels like this is the first criticism he's ever like really had in his entire life and that is a big part of this as well like his his like um sorry i'm i'm reading this to i i'm i'm trying to be very careful <laughs> right now of the spoilers yeah right because we have we have only this first half of the season and it all kind of blends together to me but yes you've seen the episode where he's at the film festival yeah nikki's been yeah. introduced and she was the star of the the festival the tournament the contest but didn't win and he didn't want to yes. compliment her film he said it was technically good or sound or something such which... a shit shit moment for him really was it really yeah. was but yeah. he's he's sort of brought it around in the end as he always does but yeah there was a trashy thing to do especially he's, because he did enjoy it you know he's very self-centered and yeah. i'm not gonna lie that's a theme of this season for him that mm. is that's something that you see and it's even even him pushing Joey away is a self-centered move. It's him. And, and, and sometimes when you're doing a selfish thing, it can be beneficial to others as well. So him doing that, though, is him just trying to save himself. He is mm. like, I can't deal with this pain anymore. Like, I mm. just cannot deal with it. Did you notice, by the way, that his hair is darker at the beginning of the season? Uh, no. Is that... So is this this isn't his natural hair color at all, is it not? No, it the blonde is his natural hair color, but he he films varsity blues, I, I want to say, uh, in the summer. So I think his hair is, if I'm not mistaken, is a little bit darker in the beginning of the season. And it's like it always it's always thrown me off a little bit. And that's ironic because he's a football player in that one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's right around it ends up being released, I think, in 2000. I think that's when Varsity Varsity Blues came out, which is a good movie. If anyone wants to see him in a completely different type of role, um he's still he's still kind of a golden boy, but he's like an athlete. He's like it's just it's a different type of role for James Vanderbeek. I really like that movie. Yeah. yeah I only watched it for the first time like last year, I think. Um yeah. yeah. I don't like football that much. Um I'm I'm casual fan of it, but I like that movie. There's certain football stuff that I enjoy. Can, um, I, can I just say one thing that I yeah. this is a a hair spoiler as we're talking about hair. Yes. So episode twelve that I just watched. So they've they've just rejigged it on Netflix so that it has the original theme tune in it. This is a whole thing. This is a whole thing. I put yeah, something we can out talk on about Inst- that now. Yeah, I put something out on Instagram to say, you know, hashtag not my theme tune. I say that because in right. from the beginning, I was introduced to Run Like Mad, which I love. Yes. And it runs like mad through my head day in and day out all of the time. Yeah. Intro comes on. I will never skip it because I want to hear it. I want to see them frolicking on the beach. I want to mm-hmm. feel good about myself, my life, if that's yeah. what that does. And then this new one comes on. Um. I don't want to wait. wait. Now that also gets stuck in stuck in my head, but 
it doesn't have the same again i know it's just because i was introduced to the other one first but it doesn't have the same vibe for the intro it slows it down and makes it look more melodramatic what what do you think well i have i have a soft spot for both because i watched the dvds and on my dvds i don't know if yours will be this way but um the first two seasons were i don't want to wait for some reason they secured it for that and then three forward it's the run like mad and i know that run like mad was made because they didn't think that they could get um i don't want to wait and i know i think it's Hand in My Pocket by Alanis Morissette was also thrown around at one point, and they do play that at some point on the show, but I don't know. I don't know if that's different as well. I did find my full uh, season, or I'm sorry, series finale DVD that's individual that has the extended cut. So we'll evaluate that when we get to the end game, uh, if we're going to, you know, try to watch it that way or how we're going to do that. But yeah, I should do a live watch of that. With, with the people I, I think so I think that would be a good idea um but yeah I when I when I hear I don't want to wait I think of Dawson's Creek um and then run like mad is 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 also there but it's just not the same I do skip run like mad <laughs> I I will skip because okay. it gets in your head it okay. does I don't skip I don't want to wait there it is that's what it says people let us know what 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 is your theme tune but maybe you can do a poll on that or you you did do a poll or did you just have people answering questions no no i just i mean people really people love to interact on the dawson's creek stuff on instagram which i love i just put something out saying you know it's not my this wasn't the theme tune i was introduced to and uh yeah the i was flooded with the dms but i love it i love i love it all i love how passionate yeah. people we'll are. we'll do a poll then and then we'll talk about the poll at the second half of this season to see what people prefer because i'd be curious to see if there's anyone who also prefers run like man okay yeah i i guess it depends on if there's other people like me that have watched it for the first time which i know there are i have a few there people definitely that, are yeah I, yeah i have a few people watching with me that uh, and th- also I have to apologize to those people because they're like can you hurry up and watch because we want to watch and they want to they're watching it watch. for the first time with you yeah <gasps> for sure I've had well uh Tahani's watching for the first time and Jake watched for the first time but he got all the way through and just uh so smashed I don't it. blame you Jake yeah I don't blame you <laughs> but for anyone who is like watching along I'm so proud of you. This is that's so exciting. I thought that anyone listening to the show or you know watching us on your YouTube channel would would be like diehard old school Dawson's Creek fans like me. So that's really cool to and, mm. and I'm glad we're keeping it spoiler free just for that alone. Yeah, we've introduced new people to the show. So that's really that's cool. That's great. I'm excited. But what the point I was getting to was that episode 12 they've changed the intro like as in not the intro music the actual intro the visuals have changed slightly and they've showed dawson with really long hair i was like well i haven't seen that yet and i don't know if this was an error because they've just updated it on netflix or something no his hair is very long in season one bud no but this isn't see this isn't season one footage it's not season one. I'm talking long, like to here long, like to to the to his neck, sort of long. 
This is for, this is okay. Dawson hair we haven't seen yet. We're going to let me watch the intro real quick on Netflix. <laughs> oh damn it! I'm not your excited. Netflix might be different. You're, you're that's true. Atlantic. Well, I, now I want Austria. you to okay. Next time it's next that when you watch episode thirteen, pause real quick. Send me a video. Okay. of the intro as you're watching it because i'm very curious because i will say that like james vanderbeek's hair is the longest i think it's been in season one i i'm pretty sure this isn't um i'm pulling they, up pictures it's okay, okay. Now, me... now i'm worried that it is because they they showed bits of the intro from season one with pacey you know when he's like doing this again me... no it's longer than that it is? Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold you, know, on. you know, in season one, the intro is so specific. This is what this podcast is about, where Pacey and uh, Joey are sort of like with their Okay, do you want their... me to show you a picture of a future season that only shows Dawson's hair to see if that was it? Or do you just prefer not to? I think I've seen images. Uh, it's not a spoiler because it's just his hair, but I think I have. Yeah, show it. And it's not going to be a okay. spoiler. Okay, there's nothing else in it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's not like that. But he looks very angry there. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that episode, but that's now I'm fascinated of this longer hair. Right, hang on. Let me say this. <gasps> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Is it this? <laughs> Why are we doing this? No, no, it's not this. Damn. This is anyone that's listening to this. This is good reason to go and watch this. Watch the video on YouTube of this episode. Let me say this: yes. uh, there's, you know, the part in the season one intro where yeah. Pacey and Joey are sort of like shuffling their backs on the yeah. They're doing the, the, they're doing the blue from uh oh, from the Jungle Book. That's what that is. That's what it. I mean, that's what it always reminded me of. <laughs> That makes sense. Right. They show that part in this new intro. It's like they're showing bits from each of the season intros, but then there's bits that was new that I haven't seen that. And Dawson's got really long hair, right? I, yes, I will check. In fact, when we, when we finish this episode, I'm, I'll bring I'm it up. Almost, I'll bring it I'm, up on my phone. And we'll okay. Watch it yeah. Together. I'm almost angry about this. I will too. I just, I'm not signed in for some reason on my, and I don't remember the password off the top of my head. So I'd have to look it up. I'm almost upset that like it might well, be showing me things. I mean, this no, is, I would be too. I've said this about Netflix before, you know, they emailed me. I, I posted it up. They said, yep. Hey, Simon, are you going to keep watching Dawson's Creek? It's almost like they, they were getting on me about it as well. And it was pictures of him with longer, it was pictures of him kissing Joey. And it was before I'd even, before they had got together in the show, you know. Might as well just show Jimmy shooting up Cape Side. Oh, <laughs> oh, mouth. Lee Norris was in the last episode. Yes. I, just saw. I was so excited for you to get to that point. Yeah. He had a There's line. He had one. He had one line. Little, little Lee. Little mouth. Little Lee. Yeah. So, so him, and then um, obviously last season we had Jimmy on there. Yeah. Dealing yeah. with Abby and stuff. So yeah, yeah. They've, and this is three, four years before One Tree Hill premieres. Man, yeah, and they're the act because this is 1999 two... to 2000. That's the the season, the, the right, 99 right, to right. 2000 season. Yeah, right. Well, 
yeah okay well after this i'll i'll bring the i'll bring it up and we can, yeah. we can watch together but season three right so okay let's talk about eve really annoyed eve. me that's the, that's the theme of this episode guys because the first half of the season is all about eve yeah oh god but can we get okay that's just can we give her a little bit of spotlight and just get her out because she annoyed me so much from the beginning because she was such a just there as a device to get dawson to just to just to mix things up a bit like um felix in one tree hill in season two just a douchebag to come and mix it up you know i would be hard pressed to say that she is not the most hated character on dawson's creek um and that includes abby there is one other character there that is in other seasons in the future which if anyone is curious what that is they can message me and i I will let them know but uh yeah Yeah. she's i I recognize her from stuff though right was she in like i know she she was in joe dirt (laughs) okay (laughs) I, rec- um, I recognize her from stuff, but I mean, her whole thing of I'm a stripper. No, I'm not. I'm I'm a high school student. No, I'm not. I'm staying in this boat. No, I'm Jen's like sister or half sister craziness, which makes me feel yeah. like she's going to come back. That makes me they can't right. they can't not tie that bow together, you know, but the way that um, you're talking about her is like, it doesn't sound like she's going to have a redemption arc. It sounds like she's just going to remain as a douchebag. I don't know. On, on One Tree Hill, there is a certain sister that appears and then reappears later. Causes Taylor. trouble. Taylor. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so she was in the Basketball Diaries. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. So maybe it's Yeah, she was on. Oh, that's right. She was in. Did you ever watch that 70s show? yeah okay so she was eric's cousin that like made him think that they weren't cousins to mess with him (laughs) uh she was in white chicks oh yeah yeah a couple of the waynes brothers movies and uh most recently she has been on the show blackish oh okay i've seen i've seen all of those so right yeah that's a good show um and then oh i forgot about that yeah okay she was on it's always <laughs> she was on it's always sunny in philadelphia have you watched it's always sunny in philadelphia uh, i've seen like the first season and a half okay well somewhere in that time and we have to remember guys that it's always sunny in philadelphia has been on for like 17 years at this point like literally they had a character and it was she was supposed to be trans and it was a, she is cisgender. She was supposed to be formerly male, now female. And the show cut like ended up like being like, no, she's a woman. Like, why are you even debating this? Like, what you know? But it it was a it's a thing that now would would they have cast her would have been a controversy. I think. Um, when they cast yeah. her to play someone that was not is a female. trans female. Got no, you, no, no, no. Is a is 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 a trans female. So, but like right, she right, is right. in 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 RIL, she is a cisgender woman. So, you know, I don't know what I don't point. know what that means. Um, born a woman. Right. Okay. Biologically. Got yes. you, got you. Did you say I want to make sure I don't cis, say cis, cisgender? Yes. 
Okay, yeah. that's good. So, so good I'm, I didn't I'm know that. biologically a woman, born a woman, feel like a woman. Ever, you know, I'm a woman. You're a man. You're so like I am a cisgender woman. It has nothing yeah. to do with your sexuality. You're a cisgender man. It has nothing mm. to do with your sexual orientation. It's Got that's you. specific to gender. So yeah. Got you. Well, that's good. Good learning. Yeah. yeah you, where, how are you spelling that? Uh, C I S and gender. C I S. Got you. Yeah. Cool. There we go. Good learnings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that I get what you're saying. It's like. Uh, we talked about this before, I think. As my go-to is always with Prison Break. That Wentworth Miller is yeah. famously now will only play homosexual characters, and we were talking mm-hmm. about uh, we were talk we were t- talking about and conversing about that because well, and, and we discussed um, Jack, like the actor is is straight who plays him, so that's a yeah. whole a whole thing that can be controversial, can't be. Um, but... He's a great actor. He is my, I, I okay. And what a 180 on him. But I would go as far as to say it would be split between Pacey and Jack for my favorite character at this point. And I completely understand it. Sometimes I cringe with Jack after he comes out at the things that he does, but not because they're wrong but because they are so perfectly written and acted i'm like oh i remember feeling that way or i remember doing that or whatever it's it's very well done if i mean it feels okay i might get some heat for this from (laughs) our one tree hill fans here but I, I watched One Tree Hill for the first time when I was 23 and I kind mm-hmm. of figured that was that was a good age for me to to watch it because I, I this was I was coming into my you know adulthood and it was helpful to me and you know thinking about different things and reconciling and all these other things watching Dawson's Creek now as a 34 year old it feels like it's the right time for me to watch this one. Um, just more in terms of it feels like a more adult show than One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill, I, I just watched the One Tree Hill episode after, like straight mm-hmm. after for, for our podcast. And the tone is so completely, and it's season three it of is. One Tree Hill, coincidentally. Yeah. And the tone is so completely different. Like it's so much more got so many more comedy aspects to it i love one tree hill it's my favorite show i'm not i'm not hating but they are very different like apples and oranges i would say even though they have a lot of similar storylines and aesthetics but they are pitched very different like the high school experiences it's all completely different and 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 it's so much more sentimental Dawson's Creek I would say. yeah well that's the beauty of it too like that's why I've rewatched both shows over the years they're two completely different things um and the comparisons were there because the year that Dawson's Creek ended was the year that Wintry Hill started mm. and they've played with like you know the theme like we've talked about this before like the themes of Anna or you know Things like that have crossed over or even possibly been lifted from from (laughs) Dawson's Creek. Um, And so there's lots of, you know, crossover things going on. Um, I I understand that, though. Like, we've talked about how I love One Tree Hill as well. Like, it is such an important show 
to me. Um, I watched it, you know, as, as I was growing up, but I found Dawson's Creek first and I still gravitate towards Dawson's Creek when I'm in really rough situations, especially it feels like a warm blanket of a show. It's comforting. Um, especially the last episode that you just watched. That's one of the episodes that I think of the scene where they're around the fire and mm. it's crackling and they're all talking about the smell scent they love the most. I had that question in, in school when I was a teenager and I did think of snow as well, <laughs> snow and rain and snow does. I don't I don't know. Do you guys get snow there? Yeah. <clears throat> snow has a distinct smell. It's different from rain. And people who, I know plenty of people who've never seen snow because I live in a tropical area. Um, But like, I I try to explain to them, like, it is different. Like, it's just, there is something about it. Um, But that scene where they're talking about such, like, it it, it feels so intimate and beautiful. And like, when Jack's like, kick a poo juice, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I I just, I remember almost every line of that. It's filled, like, it's filled with, love and sentiment and it's just so beautiful um i that's that's one of my favorite episodes of the season so i'm glad that you ended up watching it i love that episode that episode was great um the lot there's been on a run of about the last three or four have been like all tens like if we were rating them on like our raven scale i would have rated them all as tens and do you know what I think is a really good example? So again, remember, I love One Tree Hill. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, this isn't anything to discredit any of it. Uh, but a character, I say a character like, like Dan Scott would, mm-hmm. couldn't exist in Dawson's Creek. Or if they no. did exist in Dawson's Creek, it would have to be treated very differently. You know, they wouldn't be uh, so sinister. And, and uh, you know, I love Dan. He's, he's, you know one of my favorite characters of of one tree hill um but and i like the fact that it's different if it was too similar then i don't think i could enjoy it on its own merits because i would like like with the theme tune i'd feel like well i was introduced to one tree hill first so it would be difficult for me to enjoy it in the same way but because i see them as different it's perfect you can enjoy uh, there might be a mood where i want to and one tree hill goes through the emotions i mean like the school shooting episode yeah, you know, there's so much drama and emo. There's no comical yes. moments going on there, you know, and they and all of the relationships and it is incredibly deep. But then it also has a lot of the light side to it. Where Dawson's Creek, I, from what I've seen anyway so far, is it does have some comedy moments here and there, mm-hmm. but it, it's a bit more it's it's grounded and feels yes. more realistic. Apart from like the language that people are using, and again, I think of it as the idea of that they're not in high school. I have to think of them as like they're in their early 20s and they just have a very high vocabulary because that feels I, more realistic to me. I think of them as the 18-year-olds who are going to college for the first time and think that they are so much smarter than they actually are. <laughs> right, yeah. That so works. like they're, they, they are, they do seem a couple years older than they are because they're like 16 roughly in this, um, you know, Dawson, um, I think, think is 16 at this point um but yeah like they're they're all roughly at 16 or turning 16 um the show starts when they're 15 and yeah and they seem just a few years older but they have that vibe of like i'm so intellectual i've got everything figured out i've read these books 
and these movies and I've got it all. And then we, of course, look at it and we're like, you, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. And then someone who's 10 years older than us goes, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. And 10 years older than that, they have no idea. You know, it's just, it's, that's, that's a part of life. Like you don't, you don't understand the next chapter until you're in it, you know? Um, and that's, but that's the beauty of it as well. You know, and I'm, I, I, I like the, the language on the show. I like the vernacular. Same. I understand it's not for everyone, but like, I mean, we've talked about, we both love Scream. Mm. It's one of the best horror films of all time. It's one of my all time favorites, like up oh. there with Halloween. The dialogue is, is very similar to this. Mm. It's pop culture. It's quick. It's, you know, you have to know things word for word. It's just different. I like it because we're, yeah. it's like, well, we, we are aware that we're not watching real life. So it's okay to have that element feel fictitious, but mm-hmm. enjoy it. Like I, it, it's like, we all wish we could speak that eloquently. Yeah. You know? And no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a really big fan. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, I think if we, if we could go back to Jack and, his journey through this first half of the season and yeah. him becoming I, I don't know more acquainted with with his sexuality or starting to fear it out and starting to and, and feel what he's comfortable with and pushing outside of his comfort levels but also being pushed by people and some of the like you said, being in the football team and mm-hmm. him having expectations of how he's going to be treated and actually being supported in a different way. I found it all, it's been some of my favorite storylines and uh, I think they've treated it really well. Like, I mean, I've, I'm i not, I can't talk from the perspective of, you know, the shared experience. Right. But uh, from what, it, how it feel, it's felt really good to me like I've really enjoyed it I mean what what do you think how have you how have you found it I completely agree yeah no I completely agree and I can talk from the experience of you know going through a lot of the things that Jack goes through although he's going through um gay men have their own struggles because our culture doesn't like men that aren't like hyper masculine straight like assholes like 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 that's a problem and it was even worse in the 90s like it's better now you know it's getting better but it's still there's still so much work to be done there um so i can't i can't say i relate to that perspective of it but like obviously everything else like there are a lot of similarities of what people go through um what's interesting is that not to completely shift it away from Jack, but I love Jack's story and I love that it's continuing, is that the other sibling, the other McPhee, has a very, very fucking rough start here. Um, I mean, Andy is rough. Like, it's rough to deal with her. I could do without Andy, <clears throat> period, full stop. We say full stop here. Do you, are you familiar with a full stop? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. That one I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, I mean, from the beginning, I couldn't believe the betrayal of Pacey. That cut 
super deep because we enjoyed Andy. I say we because we talked about how we enjoyed her in season two, and I, mm-hmm. I definitely did. And she balanced Pacey out so well. And he, she was sort of like what Joey does for Dawson, but in yes, a different yeah. way to Pacey. And I really, and like when you were saying that earlier, I can really appreciate that because Ephany does that for me and mm-hmm. is very, always helps with my perspective, whether it be work or personal and helps me um, ingest things, digest things. I don't know what I'm saying. But, you know, she's, uh, I need her here. <laughs> she uh, she helps with all of those things. So I can relate to that and, and can appreciate that. That's, begin- that's a thing that I seek in a partner. Like when I try to find like a girl that I, or a woman that I'm compatible with, like I, I respond to that as well. Like, can you offer me a different perspective? Can you see things from another angle? Can we talk things through in that way? So, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, and not being scared to challenge to be cha- to challenge someone and yes. be like, no, that's garbage. You were wrong there. You shouldn't have spoken to that person like that, or you shouldn't have said this, or you should have done it this that. way. Yeah, and yeah, it it's great. It's not always the easiest to hear, but usually it's like, oh god, oh man, okay, yeah, I gotta oh, write an email. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, so she balanced him out so well. So she was such a great character, mm-hmm. and then she just comes in like a like a wrecking ball, some might say, uh, yeah. just destroying things. But then even as it's gone on, even to now, she's just been a pain. Like she's got, I mean, she's getting better, but she has very much been on her own journey. Like I, all the other characters have they've kind of separated into different groups. Like we've said, we've got Jen and Jack, which is a which is a great little sort of coupling. We've had Pacey and Joey at times, and I guess we'll talk about where that ends up. And then we've had Dawson with, you know, some of the a smattering of the characters, but with Eve and, and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And then and then we've had Jack with the football team and with Henry and, and, and you know, going down his journey. Then we've had Andy and she's kind of been on her own. Like there was a bit yeah. where she was, she was dating the douchebag that works with, joey before she got fired yeah and, and that like, was really rough and like possibly lies about him attempting to assault her right i i i was gonna I did ask not like that story that is one of the few things that i'm like that they shouldn't have done that they really shouldn't have like because oh. it, it makes it makes it look like I know it's just one example, but it makes it look like women, especially women who have mental health issues, will lie about something like that to manipulate to get what they want, which would be in her perspective, she wants Pacey to come rescue her, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's why she did it. And I'm not saying that could never happen ever. Statistically, not likely. Like, if you look at false claims, it's it's on par with with every other, you know, a, a false claim of a murder, a false claim, like any other crime. So that's one of the few things that I'm not a fan of. But at the same time, like, I just don't even know what to do with Andy. She's just falling yeah. apart. They, It feels like she's a bit of a loose end that they they yeah. throw in here and there. But I think in that in that episode, in that instance, it was definitely written to imply that that's what happened because they made the point of going, I forget what his character's name is, the douchebag. 
I don't remember his name either. He's Drew. Drew? No. Oh no, no, that's no, just that's just call him douche, douche. He's a douche. he's a fucking douchebag, and I don't want to defend him at all, um, because he sexually harasses Joey forever, and she's a minor or underage or whatever, and he's like. 24 25 or something like that dating a high school girl this dude is bad news like for sure but they met they made a point of of going getting the coverage of him being like that never happened that and like and then him coming to i forget who he went to he goes to to joey Right, and saying that's not true, it's not true. But I think the the performance in the way it was implied that actually he was telling the truth and that, yeah, he is uh, yes. a douchebag, but in this instance, he, she, that Andy was lying. It was kind of odd because they didn't like revisit that. No, and and I'm, I'm they never pick up that thread again. Mm. They just don't. You, I think you are meant to assume based off of what he says and then how Andy responds to Joey, which was really fucking weird. Like, or she's like, look, everything end up. Okay. It's fine. Ha ha. Like whatever. Um, I think they're meant to, you were meant to come to the conclusion that she lied. Yeah. That she knew he was an asshole and either picked him specifically, or she just got that vibe from him while they were going on the date. And then she was like, nah, whatever. And then she made this up to try to get, pacey to come save her mm-hmm. and bravo to pacey for how he handled it which was he took care of things and took care of her but he did not have to forgive her and he didn't like he, he's like no this doesn't fix everything but i'm still gonna take care of you i'm still gonna make sure you're safe i'm still gonna look out for you yeah it feels like uh, Pace uh, uh, dawson made this point in the last episode of saying you know i i've basically saying i thought that andy had made you into a better person and then i thought that when she would be subtracted from the mix that you would go back to you know previous behavior or whatever and actually you haven't you've continued being this great guy so i think maybe that's evidence to say that she helped him get onto a a path that he wanted to be on or was destined to be on or just needed you know nudging into but actually people can do that and then they don't have to be constant you know how they say people you know come in and out of your life and then you do have your your constants if you're lucky enough and that, that you know is. she she was helpful in that way and that's good and i'm sure he was helpful to her as well uh but you know some things aren't forever and i really hope that that doesn't i don't want andy and pacey together mm, like okay. i'm not for that i i feel like maybe she should go now (laughs) like just kill her just like throw her in the lake just like uh yeah i think i said i think i oh no i said it about eve i was like someone give eve a a bottle of alcohol and send her to the pier where abby was let's just get her gone r.i.p no um yeah i'm I, i at the point where you're at i agree um i i completely agree with Andy, Andy, first of all, Andy does not need a boyfriend right now. That girl has problems that she needs to work on alone. And some things you can work on with someone and some things you can work on separately. I think that her actions have proven the fact that she cheated on her boyfriend who was very supportive and very there for her and very much let's go on this journey together proves that she can't be in a relationship in this instance. She cannot take care of another person in that way. Um, 
and and not take care of you understand what i mean like a um foster relationship mm-hmm. in that situation and be there for him in that way for sure um, for sure sorry my dog wants to come in no it's okay uh i think i think that um it's interesting um how okay so we discussed andy we discussed jack and jen how are you feeling about um joey and pacey who have developed this friendship dawson you know sent sent him to look after her and they've always had like you know cat and dog fighting type of thing we saw him that one time in season one where he was like oh maybe she's she's actually cute and everything like like he saw her that way for the first time and then they threw that away but now they have this really deepening friendship that is and he's just he's not dating anyone like there's no there's no love interest she's you know kind of doing her own thing as well um but he's doing things like like helping with the bed and breakfast um yeah can i, can I ask a quick question about the bed and breakfast i'm not 100 yes. percent clear this isn't okay. at their house is it this is at a separate yes. location or is it, no, at their it house? is their house it is right, their right, house right. um bed and breakfasts are very common in that area so sometimes people live in them sometimes they don't i think um, and you take a lot of times you take old homes and you convert them into having their own separate rooms. Um, and then they usually shared bathrooms, but like, they're these, these beautiful old homes that you can stay in rather than a hotel that's like kind of, you know, cold and all the same. And then as it implies, you get like, you know, really well-cooked meals and things like that. Yeah, It's I big for it. like honeymoons and, and anniversary trips and romantic vibes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have we have bed and breakfast here too, uh, but different to to that. I've stayed in one in America before, um, in off of Seattle, and uh, it was lovely. I loved it. So yeah, they are living in it though. There's there's no other option for them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They put basically everything into this. So yeah, yeah, and the ice house is gone, and yeah, it is. Yes. So. I I did predict I did predict this, but in a different way. I said that I think that there will be a period where it will be Pacey and Joey, and then it will go back to being Dawson and Joey at some point, and that will be like the end game. And I still think that that will be the case. I feel like it would be crazy if it didn't end up as Dawson and Joey at the end, unless they do it to just be like well you thought that was going to happen and actually sometimes <laughs> these things don't work out but i, I think feel... it's interesting that you've already come to the conclusion that the feelings would be reciprocated for joey and pacey with joey reciprocating this feeling that he's developing for her because she has very much not liked that vibe you know well, i'm saying this because also i think well, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure if it will actually mm-hmm. happen, but I that that was seeded in the last couple of episodes. So yes. the one where they were dancing, they were doing the ballroom dancing. Yeah, yeah. And Pacey gave a great speech to, to Dawson, basically saying this. He said something like, "You know, this this woman is a goddess, and you're mm-hmm. and it's, you know right in front of you, and you." being a dick basically he yeah. said it in a lot better words it was yeah. more eloquent but you know same sentiment could have just said yeah. it like that pacey it would have been a lot quicker but 
that was kind of seeded in that, may- that his maybe seeing her like a goddess as well. And yeah, and I don't deny that he's de- like that is that is what they are showing at the end of this episode that you just watched. You know, Grams talks about it in the beginning, uh, or or in that that scene where she's like you know you love someone when you can just watch them peacefully sleep by a fire and everything like that so mm-hmm. yes pacey has feelings for joey like mm-hmm. i don't think that's a thing that you can deny at this point so i i i feel you on that i i'm just like i'm like ah, but like it's it just feels like is joey going to be at that point for with him um because she's so like Dawson it's always been that way it's the same with any anytime Dawson goes off with someone else or or you know yeah he develops feelings for other people but like but eh. maybe she needs that change of gear like she needs someone that's gonna be dare I say it less whiny you know and a bit a <laughs> yeah bit more light-hearted with these things and again I'm not I I have my whiny moments too I I'm watching you know, I said last season, I feel like I could feel myself being a combination of Dawson and Pacey. Now mm-hmm. I could feel myself being a combination of Dawson, Pacey and Jack. Because uh, oh, I see yeah. I see some of the some of the I, I really like the way he handles himself and the way he carries himself. I think he is a really nuanced character, I yes. think. Um yeah, he's pop. He's pop Funko worthy. If the does he have a a pop Funko? No, 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 no. They only did the core four, as far as I know. Trash. Wait, Trash. did they did they do Jen? I know they did. Um, Pacey, uh, Dawson, and Joey. That wow. was actually a really funny thing that just happened where. Uh, joshua jackson was messing with his wife being like because she was like i just oh yeah they did the core four so pacey jen joey and dawson um he was he was uh, joshua jackson was mocking his wife because she was like i just want a funko pop and he was like i got three like he could from all of the things that he's done from uh fringe fringe mighty ducks and then this so yeah do you know, it's funny, I, I'm tied to Joshua Jackson and his wife because uh, he, Joshua Jackson and then his wife is Jodie Turner-Smith, right? Yes, yeah, So well, a British actress. My, la- my last name, Jackson-Turner, so if you, <laughs> it always comes up, like, not that I'm, like, Googling myself, but, you know, these, uh, if you do, <laughs> they come <comes> up with, <laughs> It just comes up with them, you know. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you're you're their kid or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! That's the big reveal. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, Pacey's been on a really dark journey too, of like, you know, going through being cheated on, like in the first real intense relationship that he's had, where mm-hmm. he his first love. Because mm-hmm. tomorrow was just him. I mean, let's be honest, like being assaulted. Like she was a grown ass woman. We've talked about this. Tomorrow belongs in jail. Um, but like, <laughs> so, so Andy is his first real love and mm. he is betrayed in such a deep way. 
And that's why he's kind of just off on his own. And like he, he gets his boat that he starts to work on and, mm. you know, the SS true love, which I have his little, his little sign. That's one of my, another one of my favorite moments on the show is when he's, he's showing the sign. He's like, it's, you know, this it's true love. It's kind of schmaltzy, but it's like a great idea. Like, you know, this, this idea of true love being the thing that he wants to, you know, he wants to strive for, but like, will he ever finish this boat? Will he ever, you know, will it ever, ever happen again? Will it ever work again? And, and that, tying together is is beautiful i think yeah no he's he's great i i was really expecting pacey and jen their sort of friends with benefits situation to go in a different way i thought that actually this is kind of perfect how has this not happened already they both have that's sordid past and or you know so to to me that's the genius of it that they went oh yeah why haven't we done it why haven't we I don't know. We just want something casual. Let's do it. And then they're like, this doesn't work <laughs> because that's how you feel watching it. You go, mm-hmm. oh yeah, why hasn't that happened? And then you go, oh yeah, because it's just not right. They're just, they're just friends. That's not, that's not their dynamic. But it was handled really well from both of yeah. them. They were both like, oh, it's not, you know, and even there was a moment where she was uh, jen was really upset it was around the thanksgiving episode i think oh because her mom had come back right that was it and there was you know drama with that and then she wanted to um let's say work out her emotions physically and he was like no that's you know you don't really want to do this this is uh you know he was like a gentleman about it so yeah, yeah it's a great there was a great dynamic there yeah and i like that it doesn't overstay its welcome in that sense mm. like they're they didn't keep that story going on too long it's there it's that your teenagers you're gonna kind of experiment i don't think they ever had sex by the way no I think yeah I think so. they, they they just kind of made out and they thought they were gonna go but like they're they just don't have sexual chemistry like that's what i think it comes down to at the end of the day mm. there's nothing there you know yeah speaking of as we're on jen henry (laughs) let's talk about henry so this took me a while to work out where i knew this kid from and i know him from murder by numbers have you seen that movie um yeah years back him and ryan goslin he's like a psycho he's a psycho like murderer psycho yeah and i i saw that in the cinema you could say movie theater, right? Cinema, movie. both. Either you one. Say cinema as well. No. Okay. So yeah, um, more like film. Film people, like the Dawsons of of America, would say cinema sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, movie, a, a theater yeah. on celluloid. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I really like that movie. I thought it was really, I thought it was really good. And it's like before <laughs> Ryan Gosling sort of blew up and everything. But yeah, I knew, I knew him from that, and he. Is Michael super Pitt in- is his name, I believe. That's it, Michael Pitt. Yeah, and he's super intense yeah. in that movie because that's his character. <laughs> but he's also super intense in this. Like he kind of starts out kind of chill, and he's Jack's friend, and you know, helping Jack yeah, get onto Michael the Pitt. team and everything. Yeah, but then he's... it ends up really intense, like kind of stalkerishy, uh, but in like a sweet way. He pays the, and we're now at I a don't... position where he's come round and Jen's liking him. I don't think Henry has aged well as a character. 
But mm. I also think there is a strong emphasis on they always say he's the freshman. Mm. So Henry is, Jen is 16. Henry is like 14, maybe going on 15. There's a huge difference in 14 and 16. Uh, not in a, it would be gross for them to be a thing if they wanted to be a thing kind of way, but in a, just like the way that, and she's very mature in comparison, very ahead of, of all of her peers, pretty much. Right. Um, I would argue that Jen is the most mature of all of the characters on the show. Even when she's being self-destructive, she knows what she's doing. She's aware mm -hmm. of everything. She just doesn't give a shit sometimes. Um, whereas a lot of the other characters think that they're on that level, but they're not actually there. Uh, Henry is just, I don't know. He's, he's also completely different from anything Jen has experienced, right? She had it, a light version of it with Dawson, but this, this kid is like head over heels for her. Like he's just enamored by her to the point where it's almost like this isn't, this is too much, yeah. but sometimes that's, that's what love is, especially like a young, you know, when you're first, when you first get to know someone, it's really intense. Hmm. Yeah. So I think he's an accurate portrayal of someone that age. I just think that we are all like, oh, fuck, dude, you need to calm down, like, <laughs> be a little more respectful, which, yeah, I, I mean, if I was Jack in that situation, I would have been like, you, you got to fucking chill a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, he's fine. I, but I think you just saying there that he's meant to be 14 and she's meant to be 16. That's why I yeah. can't think of them like that. Because apart from the fact that he, he definitely wasn't, right. or he must've been like 20 or 19 or 20 or something in real life. But the episode that I, so the no, no, it wasn't the episode I'd just seen. It was the, the was one before, was it the Kate fest? Yes. That's what I was before. looking up. And that was not him singing. That could not have been him singing. Right. <laughs> it was too good. And too like, <laughs> And too deep. He was, you know, acoustic singing Bruce Springsteen. I was like, what the, f like, every time I see that, I'm like, wow. Okay. But, but right. No 14 year old is, you know, on their own at a camp fest, frying up vegetarian burgers, which great. Thank you, Henry. Yes, I will have one too. In fact, one for now, one for later. Just throw Are you vegetarian? Have we had yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Cool. I need, I need some brand suggestions because I'm not, but I want to embrace more. <laughs> plant-based lifestyle stuff anyway uh yeah i i get that i understand i i like to think of that i do it one tree hill as well i have to think of them as in their like early 20s it just that works i think maybe because for me i wasn't not that i was ever on the back of a truck with an acoustic guitar singing but i wasn't like that until i was like 22 23 like yeah. i wasn't that confident or sort of knowing myself not that i'm saying that they're confident but you know that just wasn't how i was until i was a bit older so i have to sort of see them that way you know right so. I, I totally get that but okay so in that scenario jen would be like 21 22 yeah and yeah henry's 18 fresh out of high school that you know works. like that's a huge difference that works for me yeah. though that that feels yeah. right actually right after that. so and then he's like He's like, I don't, you know, I'm starting college and I hate that I'm a virgin, like, and I just want to be in love and like everything, you know, like that's his vibe. Yeah. And Jen's like, 
okay, well, I've already done my keg stand days. I'm done. Like I'm not doing this shit anymore. And you're too young for me. Exactly. He's, he's a persistent little dude. Yeah. That, that feels, that's like bang on the money there. That's sort of yeah. how I'd be interested how other people see it. Um, you know, how do yeah. they, to the, what sort of ages do they put it? At? I mean, we were talking about this uh, loosely before we started recording. Like, um, I was saying I had my sort of rebellious uh, teenage phase when I was sort of 16, 17, 18 ish, and then kind of just grew out of it. But, um, you know, so I don't feel I kind of became the on the path of who I am, my being my true self from about, yeah, like 21, 22, 23, mm-hmm. that kind of age. So, yeah, yeah I'd agree. I like for for me. Um, if you listen to River Court, I was not out. I was still figuring um, my sexuality and stuff like that out. So I was like 22, 23, I think, when we mm. were making that. That was around the time that I was starting to figure myself out, but not in a public way, in a very mm. private way. So, yeah, I would agree. Like, that's the age where you're like, once you hit, like, I think once you hit 26, your brain is like fully developed. I don't know. I feel like the my frontal so lobe. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah that's so that makes sense that like apparently that's a real thing or when you're about that you can you then have the power to reflect properly and that's uh why a lot of people do reckless stuff when they're younger because they're not uh feeling that reflection afterwards yeah i've I've literally had therapists tell me that like i you know i went to a therapist and i was like well yeah and, and she was like no your brain is not even fully developed yet like <laughs> you're still figuring thing you're just now reaching the point where you can figure this out so yeah mm. yeah I, I had i had years in like from my late 20s to now even of um reconciling from everything before that like yeah why did I do that oh, okay it was this that and the other what did I learn from that okay this that and the other okay I can get I can let that go now like it's kind of I think it's a process that I'm still know. working through that I'm still working through some of the like you have to let go of that mistake you made two years ago or whatever like you just have to forgive yourself it's difficult, it's you, really but difficult. You, but you do have to because it's all experience and it's all learning yeah. that that's got you to where you are now you know and it's all when we all do it that's how you evolve i i put something on instagram just yesterday that Ethany said that was you can't expect to go through life already grown you have to i love that yeah that's so wise it was so nonchalant she just uh, i was like that's great i'm using that instagram yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's true and yeah, and that's what why these shows are great because we are watching people go through that, you know, yeah. and go through these trials and tribulations. But yeah, I like I like him. I like Henry. Um, let's let's talk about Mitch and Gail. I was just getting ready to say that's pretty much like the the next thing. So Gail does come back. Um, I know in the beginning you said that you were missing Gail. So, which I I would agree. I think she is missing. Mm, I like Gail. Um, uh, it was nice that she was part of that B and B, and it looks it looks like. I mean, we don't know, but she went to look at the the vacant restaurant or the place. You know, he said yes. about they were going to open like a fish restaurant, and I think mm-hmm. that would be cool. I'm I'm rooting for 
Mitch and Gail to get back together. I mean, they've been sort of all over the place, but you can tell that yeah. there's that core love there. So I, I'm hoping that there, that will happen. I will say in defense of their relationship now, there is something beautiful about a portrayal of people who it didn't work out romantically, but have love for each other and respect for each other. Mm. And they continue to just like parent their child together and be friends. Like there's something beautiful about that too. That being said, I'm, I'm rooting for them as well. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just that there is that, that connection. And it's hard to deny. I think that's why it pains Dawson to see them at the bed and breakfast, like playing the couple after Pacey asked them to do that, because it's like, he, he thinks the same thing. He thinks like, why aren't you guys together? I don't understand this, but mm. it's complicated. And in Dawson's defense, he has dealt with that relatively well this season. Yeah. Considering, you know, so, and then he's, he's dealt with it well, but he's also like, don't keep yo-yoing this. Like, don't keep going back and forth back. Like, cause I can't deal with that, which is, mm-hmm. which is a very kid thing of like, you guys figure your shit out. I just can't deal with, you know, the dynamic changing all the time. Cause I don't know what's happening. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I was going to put this out the other day, but or yesterday or today, even when Graham sat down by the fire for the B&B episode and she started talking and everyone's getting in their positions and it's a great scene. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, my God, if they wake up in the morning and Graham's is dead, I am fucking <laughs> oh, out. No. I am. No, out. no, no. I was like, is this going to be her last words? No, this is terrible. Is she going off to be with her husband? No. I- but she did I hate to her. say I hate to say this but that's a One Tree Hill viewer watching <laughs> Dawson's Creek thinking that the most dramatic thing in the world has to happen when in reality the drama comes from the small thing which is this kid is falling in love with his best friend's girl mm. you know not to put jo- you guys know and joey is her own thing i'm just, but like in in the sense of like how they would be like oh that's dawson's girl like you know like that's that's in this world that is he is the center of the universe dawson can be that selfish sometimes like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the the theme yeah yeah and that's i mean to go forward to like predictions that mm-hmm. is what I foresee happening for the rest of this season is this turmoil of Pacey yeah realizing his feelings and then talking to Dawson about it or wanting to or not sure Mm -hmm. whether to even before he's spoken to Joey about it and and seeing how that's going to go I think Jack said Jack's going to continue Oh, do you know what? I, uh, like sort of experimenting and and pushing out to his out of his comfort zone with his sexuality but you know what I liked was that he met is it Ethan I think it was Ethan Ethan. yes yeah from the train and then he was that just happened the episode before right correct yeah 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 yeah. and that's why they went to Cape Fest Mm -hmm. they should have done some Cape Fest t-shirts we could have been all over that but (laughs) they um I like that Ethan was saying no look you you've got to go through your own heartbreak and these other things mm-hmm. first. Let me be here as your friend. And that gives me the greatest opportunity to be I... here long term. I like that. Yes. Uh, I can explain that in gay terms, which is what we call a baby gay. 
Um, (laughs) When you are newly out, um, sometimes people will not be interested in, and I'm not saying this is not broad and everyone, sometimes people will not be interested in a baby gay because it can, it can be a heartbreaking situation. It can be a lot. It can be a very intense situation. And some people, I think Ethan in particular, who's like, I'm protecting my heart because I just got heartbroken, doesn't want to go into those waters mm-hmm. um, because it's just an intense time, basically. Yeah, so, people yeah, still yeah. working themselves out and working out what's, yeah, yeah. That yeah, and there's also a deep fear. And this is why people are, can be, I think, wrongly judgmental of bisexual people because they're like they can view young like like a baby gay or bisexual as like well you're just gonna go back to being straight and it's like no first of all everyone has to start somewhere as far as figuring themselves out and second of all bisexuality is its own valid thing and it's completely like intertwined with us and both separate at the same time like you're you're you have your, you know, you're, you're still queer, like you're still in this world. So mm-hmm. no, you can't be judgmental of that. Um, but yeah, I, I, that said, it's not judgment for him to say, Hey, I can't participate in this right now because I'm worried about myself. Like that's just consent and boundaries. Mm-hmm. He He's not judgmental of Jack being young and figuring it out you know ethan i think is supposed to be like 19 or 20 he's not that much older he's in college um so he's like he's not i like that he's not passing judgment on jack and all of that he's just saying hey i gotta put up a little bit of a wall here we're just gonna be friends like that's it and i love that as well like it's it's a really interesting dynamic to throw at jack yeah and jack gets some validation i think that's kind of what he wanted he was like oh so you're not into me you are and then Ethan was like well no comment but it was said in a way of like you know really he he is it he does he is like attracted to him and that's kind of maybe what he needed just he needed to know something like that for now just to feel you know good about himself yeah i've felt that i've in the like in the beginning in the past that feeling of you need to know that they're going like that you can be looked at in that way Mm. because if you know in the past a guy has liked me for example in the past jack has had girls like him he's Mm -hmm. dated girls he's even had sex with a girl like he's talked about that oh i don't remember that what i don't know i'm sure it has happened i'm not saying i can't remember the in the painting episode he was described remember he was describing it to joey yes. and he yeah yes yes yes, yes. So, and we thought so they like, were gonna have sex yeah yeah yeah. i remember yeah i think he said he's only done it like once or something like that but either way um that can be completely hollow and just a thing that has never given him any excitement or validation that's kind of hard to like that might be hard to understand but like It's just, it's, it was never as deep as I, if I had to say what Jack probably felt in that moment of, oh, Ethan was attracted to me because of like, they laugh and yeah, 
him knowing that a guy he's attracted to is attracted to him as well, even if nothing ever comes from it, probably felt better than every kiss, every hand-holding, every interaction he ever had with the girl. Because this time there are stakes. This mm-hmm. time it feels real. This time it's the thing that he actually wants. So mm-hmm. yes, I agree. Validation is huge in that moment. It lets him know for the first time that he is desirable to the thing he desires. To the person he desires well and said. that changes that changes everything yeah he's like been seen for the first time in that yes. way or we you know that he is aware of um yeah. yeah we know that we know that women on the show find him attractive like abby said he was gorgeous and you know joey found you know that that's it's not gonna hit the same way it's not gonna feel the same way yeah and when they went to the college was that meant was that meant to be harvard was that implied oh they never they never say harvard on the show there are a lot of colleges in the boston area um i think they're in real life there are like five colleges in that just within like 20 miles of each other it's really crazy um no it's not meant to be harvard I don't think it's meant to be Harvard. Which let me look up. I only say that because Andy was going crazy about Harvard in in a previous episode. But when when they in that episode and Jack goes off and he get he goes he goes through the pink pages, is it? And then he goes to like the oh my god, the pink pages. Yeah, (laughs) right. I'd never heard of that before. But I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was real. I assume it was. Right. I mean, how else were you going to find? It's we live in a different world now with the internet. Right, right, right. But when he he goes into the gay bar and then uh, he's very unsure, and then like straight away this guy's like, "Yeah, I'll I'll get you a beer," and he's like super uh, keen, you know, and eager. And uh, Jack kind of just bails. I thought all of that was it was sort of just done well and showing they're, mm-hmm. they're doing a slow burn with it, uh, and it feels a bit more grounded it 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 buys me into it more i think it's like it's pretty basically it's my favorite i think it's it's my favorite storyline uh because it's it's the most consistent storyline like as much as okay joey and dawson and this and the other but this is one person and their journey and that you don't need another character to be involved it's very different from like andy they don't know what to do with her because she Mm -hmm. doesn't she doesn't have a single thing going on apart from that she's fucking annoying (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we're in a rough spot with andy not gonna lie it's it's not it's not our season two andy that we we loved yeah and we've had this before i mean like with Mm -hmm. like with jen for example i found her frustrating in the first couple of seasons but it feels it sounds like this is going to be different because with jen we've got to this place so we can look back on them seasons and be like well this is Mm -hmm. growing pains and experience and whatever but it feels like with andy we've just gone off off road you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, I won't disagree with you there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that Jack is is one of the most beloved characters of of Dawson's Creek. So people will, I mean, I'm sure we will get listeners writing in saying they agree with you because I know he's one of my favorite characters on the show, for sure. Oh, did, did you say, what did you, what did you say you disagree? What did you disagree with? Did I say I disagree? I'd say I will. Oh, I won't disagree with you. I won't meaning, disagree. meaning I won't. No, I won't disagree with with the Andy part. Like that oh, she is. I, 
I can't defend Andy, Andy and all of this. <laughs> like she's cheating on the PSATs. She's that was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. She's got to get found out for that. That has to be found out at some point. Surely, surely. Which, by the way, the, do you guys have the PSATs? We have or SATs. We, yeah, we have SATs. Yeah. <laughs> so like but they're the not PSATs, that important though here. The the well they are important. Well they were important to get into colleges, particularly the SATs. The PSATs are very important for scholarships and for things like that. So her emphasis on like getting good PSAT scores, it's more important for Joey than it is, mm-hmm. I think. Because it's like, well, they don't have money either, though. I don't know. I, I'm just like, this is, this feels weird, but it made sense that Andy would do it, like of all of them. Well, we, we have, uh, yes, it does. We have SATs, but that's when you were younger. We have something that's called GCSEs, uh, which is basically your final exams when you when we finish high school. But like I said, high school for us is Different. like middle school. And then we go to what we call college, which is basically like your last two years of high school. And then we go to university, which is what you would call college. Okay, but, so but- so these are these exams determine money that you get uh acceptance and money that you get for university right we have exams like that but these exams they determine what what university you can go to yes like uh, they'll set a condition that will accept you but you have to have these grades and these grades are done on these exams so it literally you guys pay for college the same way that we do where it's like very expensive to go to college not as expensive as your colleges are i mean they're i i believe i think they've just changed the law on this um i people i have to check afterwards but there was a point where every university or college they had to charge the same that it doesn't matter whether it's oxford and cambridge or holy shit lesser ones it was the same amount that you'd pay like per term or whatever which what I'm again, people might, I can only talk about my own experience, but you know, it's like, I don't know, three or 4,000 a term or something like that. And then, uh, but I think they've, <laughs> I think they've changed the, the, the laws now where the universities can charge what they want. So now like the Oxford and Cambridges can charge crazy amounts and lesser colleges can charge less. Where I know where I, when I was with the special Olympics and I volunteered and we stayed, uh, we stayed in uh, USC in California. Yeah. And I remember speaking to some people there and they were saying that some people were paying like a hundred grand a year, like in, in for their college, which is abs like that's absolutely insanity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a less expensive college and I get scholarships and stuff and yeah, it's expensive. That's Very expensive. Ins- that's crazy and it's a public university so if you get in a private which is what harvard would be for example yeah um and then the college that they were looking at is like a public it seems like it was supposed to be a public university but they didn't say an exact i looked it up they didn't say an exact name of the college i don't think at least not as far as it's listed on the wikipedia but i think they end up calling like it like boston college or something like it's just a i don't know it seems like a generic university that i want to get into you know 
I I mean, I feel fortunate that it was, I mean, it was still expensive, you know, relative to, to, to us anyway, but I feel when I went to university, I, it was a bit of a waste of time for me. Like I, I didn't, I didn't study. I didn't do any of those things. I mean, I got through it, but I, with a lot of help, a lot of help, but uh, I was there because it was what was what I thought you were supposed to do, you know, mm-hmm. just sort of the, the pathway. Um, but the best thing that came out of it for me was the summers and working away. I learned so much yeah. more there than I did at the university. And if I was to go back, I would have just gone straight into, I would have just, well, I would have just traveled. Um, but yeah, I'm so grateful that at least it wasn't like, a hundred grand a year, you know? Yeah. I know people that have done exactly what you're describing, which is bullshit around at those prices. Yeah. Yes. That happens too. That's Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel guilty. I feel guilty. I mean, I'm lucky. Uh, My parents, uh, you know, like saved and and paid my tuition. Um, But I, feel guilt i apologize to them quite often that that i didn't you know it's okay it worked out in the end like i was i you know i've done okay but uh it's rough it's rough i mean you're still you're still studying right so i mean i went back to school are you so i i got into college right out of college and then i ended up taking i took years off because i was helping my father build his businesses And then like, you know, two years ago, or as of now, two years ago, I went back and now I'm finishing up my degree. So yeah, that's awesome. See, that's, that's the way I would like to do it, because I would really enjoy it now, because I'd be into it for the right reasons, you know, in I do enjoy it. I don't. um, I don't feel as like sharp. (laughs) As like, like, I'm struggling through math right now, to finish up the last of my like, basic um courses and then everything from that point this point forward is going to be my um the rest of my bachelor's finishing off my I don't know if you guys you guys do like like that bachelor's and yeah okay yeah yeah so that'll be finishing off the rest of my bachelor's um but yeah it's just it's it's different um in good ways and in bad ways I don't have the like um like dorm room experiences and all that stuff. I'm like, I I don't care. Who cares? (laughs) But yeah, like it's so, so it's interesting. Um, But anyway, back to the show, Uh, the college thing. Yeah. They're kind of working through that. That's going to be a thing um, where they're like, there's that pressure of college coming up, everything like that. Cause they're uh, juniors now. So they say that's the most important year for, colleges the one thing i want to talk about before so you've kind of made your predictions and everything like that i want to talk about escape from which island oh yeah i like that one because scared the shit out of me that's what i that's what so it did scare you yes. they do that sometimes on this show man some of the like really really scary moments were like shit how did they pull that off i thought it was good <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of the blair witch project i thought this was like a better version of that even though it's supposed to be a knockoff i haven't seen the blair witch project like i know it doesn't hold up right and i i, I know the gist i get it um but i've mainly spe- the, seen it like parodied you know the the best part the best thing you can do with the blair witch project in my opinion is read the wikipedia of how it was made basically 
and then go on YouTube and watch like the last 10 minutes of the Blair Witch Project or something like that. (laughs) I I know it's crazy, but like the most happens in that. And then you can read the behind the scenes of how they made the movie. But it's just, it it doesn't hold up. Like it's, it's very much of the time. They could get away with things because the internet was very limited and not, not a big, you know, big thing, but yeah, I, I just I, I wanted to make special note of that episode because I, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I liked it. And I liked how it was just uh, off off brand a little bit, you know, yeah. like it was different to, to the other episodes surrounding it. And uh, yeah, I, and I, I like the sort of meta points of it of being you know, oh, you're just trying to rip off the Blair, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. And obviously that must be close to around the time of when that came out. So they do the same thing with the Eve storyline where they're like, she's your femme fatale. Like mm-hmm. it's a noir. Like they're, they, they're, they're, they're doing a more obvious than what Kevin Williamson did approach to like, it's film. Like it's all movies. Everything's tied together. And they get, they get better at it as the season moves along, I think. But the Blair yeah. Witch one is much better than the Eve storyline. Yeah, for sure. Like it, this, this feels like right now it's in its stride of the best Dawson's Creek episodes that I've seen. Um, I'm yep. really enjoying it. I'm, I'm already, I'm like nostalgic for the first season and the second season already because they mm-hmm. feel different. Like saying like they One do. Tree Hill, they, they tone shift, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how I feel at the end of what my favorite season is because yeah in one tree hill my favorite season is the first season um okay even though i think there's more exciting moments you know in the middle and and whatever but i like that it feels nostalgic season one and i feel Mm -hmm. like dawson's creek the first season already feels nostalgic because uh it's like oh those were the times that uh, you know, our baby was really small, and you know, he's yeah. not small anymore. Well, he's still small, but you know, he's not like that. And so, it already feels like a nostalgic time. So, um, yeah, yeah. All in all, I'm loving it. I'm loving Dawson's Creek. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get through these next twelve. The reason I wanted to do this one quickly, and I'm grateful that you was you know able to record so quickly, was so that I don't have to stop watching. Yeah, yeah. You can immediately go watch uh tomorrow your time yes. well, that's different because i was gonna say later but you're, you're it's very late at night for you so <laughs> i still might do it but <laughs> <laughs> go for it i i was hoping it was going to be here except we're in the middle of a mini heat wave at the moment here in the uk mm, but yeah uh i've i have a cape side chats hoodie on order um people if you don't already check the the show notes we have cape side chats hoodies t-shirts no just hoodies if you want a t-shirt let me know we'll hook it up black yeah. white and they have back to you bob on the back of it come on that's a yeah. throwback yeah i have the hoodie but i didn't i didn't bring it in for for this so i'll have to for the next episode i'll have to show off the hoodie for sure i got i uh i made the logo a little bit smaller to try and differentiate it so it's like got a small you'll see it's dope <laughs> <laughs> cool. we've got options but um okay great so the next one of these will come out a lot quicker uh is there anything else you wanted to add about the first no, half of this I season or i don't else? think i have any questions or anything like for you either um so i'm just excited for you to get into like we are as of this 12th episode we're getting into some of my favorite episodes of the series so 
I'm very excited. Excellent. I can't wait. So we'll keep everyone up to date. We'll have the links below for Lex and Matt's excellent adventure. Check that out. One of my favorite weekly podcasts. I was saying to you the other day, every Saturday it's released and I've usually have it done by the end of the weekend. Love that. And then if you're a One Tree Hill fan, or even if you're not, the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. Lex, you've been on like maybe four episodes at this point. Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just a fan of that as well. I listen to it. Um, I, I, I was telling, it's funny because I was telling you the other day, I was like, even if we weren't friends, I'd listen to you guys on this because it's just a great conversation. Oh, thank you. And same. Well, I already did that. I listened to yeah. you before we were friends. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then coming up soon, Lex is going to be part of a special How We Would Have Written It for Scream 5. So Scream 5 is coming out, um, I think, next later year. this year, potentially what? next year. I'm not it might sure. have gotten pushed back because of COVID. Yeah. And they haven't released... I don't think there's any information on what the story is going to be, but no, they are keeping it locked tight. It's 2022, January, 2022. So like right away. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) They've got a load of the core cast in it. So uh, we're going to, we're going to have a panel together and we're going to do a, how we would have written it our own, you know, individual pitches for what we would have put forward. Mm -hmm. You won the last one, didn't you? Yes. yes i have never won never won always second that's what happens when you get jake to shoot lucas no lucas to shoot jake yeah that was dude that still (laughs) makes me laugh that clip you posted of me laughing i'm like yep that that killed me i'm so good well thank you we'll have to do a dawson's creek one at the end if there was like you know how could we reboot dawson's creek what would the pitch be obviously i have no yeah, idea how it ends, yeah but... I, I would like to do that i don't i don't want to ever see a reboot but I, or or you know continuation but i would like to discuss that i think that'd be interesting excellent well uh, if you want to get at lex you can on instagram at lex Lutz. at the lex Lutz, yeah the, at the Lex Lutz. The give me the Yeah, loot, I couldn't get Lex Lutz. I had to put the the in front of it. Um I'm also at period Lexcellent on uh TikTok. So if anyone wants to follow me on TikTok. I'll put the links below for that. And then you can get me on Instagram at Simon Podcasts. And yeah, appreciate you all listening. Appreciate you, Lex. This was fun. Back to you, Bob. Back to you, Bob. Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent.